Our audience tonight is made up of sommeliers. And Dano, ice wine is your expertise. And so we'd like to probe your area. What? Of expertise. You're listening to Expertise, spelled wrong. The podcast where the world's most expert experts discuss their areas of expertise expertly. Expert comedy writer Claire Sarah and expert comedy writer Dan O'Sullivan bring their expertise to other unrelated expertises. So I'm an expert of iced wines. Yeah, iced wine. Claire, here's a toast to the topic of the day. Clink. I know that you subscribe to Sommelier Magazine. Yes. Because I've seen your monthly letters to the editor, and I think you must be one of the most regular drinkers of iced wine. I really appreciate you noting that. I feel that iced wine has not been given its due. I feel like it's a little bit of the red graped stepchild of the wine industry. I can't wait for you to tell us how you came to be an expert in it. Did that come through just your enjoyment of the wine or did it come through a family connection? It actually was a family connection, Claire. My family comes from France. Ooh, bonjour. Merci beau. What's the last part? Yes. My family comes from generations of French farmer stock. That's very interesting, considering that ice wine is a German national drink. Well, uh, we were right there on the border of Alsace-Lorraine. Oh my goodness. How did you feel about that? My father was named Alsace and my mother was Lorraine. So currently, of course, the family raises crops of grapes, which are used in the ice wine. But in generations past, we concentrated more on the ice than on the wine. Now, hold on. I'm just trying to paint a mental picture of this. Mm -hmm. So you have your vineyard with your regular grapes that you make your regular wine. Instead of grapes in a row, you had sort of stalactite. Stalagmites, technically, yeah. Well, I think the mites are the ones that hang down. Stalactites cling tight to the ceiling. Stalagmites grow up into mighty columns. Oh, that's very righty-tighty, lefty-loosey, and I'm going to hold on to that. Yeah, those that was an aunt and uncle, actually. was uh, Tidy and Lucy. <laughs> tidy and Lucy. They were friends with Alsace and Lorraine, naturally. What a wonderful family endeavor making yeah, ice wine really is. It was the two couples that got together who made the transition from pure ice and pure wine to create this new concoction, ice wine. Ice wine. So obviously, the harvesting time is very limited for ice wine. It's very temperamental. It completely varies with the weather. Of course, for anything to freeze, you have to reach what farmers call freezing conditions. Right. Hold on. I'm just, if you don't mind, I'm just making some notes. So now after you have harvested the ice, how is it transported without melting? It's chopped off at the stem the same way you would do with a rutabaga. But with the ice wine, you chop off the stalagmite at the base, Mm. which leaves uh, frozen roots for future growth, future Mm. crops. Mm -hmm. The uh, chunks of stalagmited ice are stacked up like so much cordwood on two wagons. We still do things very old-fashioned. As you should. I mean, it it tells in the flavor. That's it. Mm -hmm. So we stack it onto oaken carts and the Mm -hmm. oak is infused into those stalagmites as it slightly melts just a little bit Mm. from the natural warmth of the wood. And then the flavoricians come along Mm. and they start to do some science that frankly, as a man of the land, I don't understand. (laughs) They add things like, um, I think really what they do Mm. is they, they write the copy for the labels. They build up expectations. Oh, I see. 
which completely pervades the sense of flavor that you experience, whether or not you're actually tasting that mm. flavor, mm -hmm. you've been led to believe that you will taste that flavor. You're talking about the science of the mind. What we have, Claire, is a huge advantage because the person drinking our ice wine in the first place mm. is starting to get a little tipsy and then mm. a little more tipsy. The pros on the label can mm. be updated through, hmm, let me see if I can say this. Yes. Have you seen those coffee cups with a pretty lady on them? And as you fill it up with warm water or warm coffee, her clothes go on and off? <laughs> I, I, have not seen a, I have not seen a coffee mug like that. Although I did have a pen where a, a hula skirt fell off a lady. Yeah, same idea. Okay. Same idea. So you look awfully familiar now that I'm thinking about it, Claire. Have I seen you on a coffee mug? Well... So I want you to imagine a label on a fine bottle of ice wine, but printed using that same technology. As the temperature of the wine changes to match the temperature of the room, the wording on the label changes, actually matching the tipsiness level of the drinker. It's a whole cycle, and it has led to nothing but sales, sales, sales. And lawsuits. Lawsuits, lawsuits, lawsuits. Um, Dan, before we get to uh, the lawsuits that mm. have come from your tipsy level labels, I, as a as an imbiber... Casual or serious, would you say? Very Claire? serious. Yeah. Very serious. I mean, I get two copies of Sommelier magazine. Okay. I will invariably lose one. Right. When you're in that state of mind, it is so easy to lose a yes. copy of a magazine. Mm -hmm. So I can see you're the kind of person who drinks a lot of this fine wine. A lot. Are there any flavors that you particularly enjoy? Have you oh. noticed that the changing mode as you go down the bottle? Yes. As I wrote in my last letter, there's something that hits the tongue when you first open the bottle. Uh, it's, uh, it's aggressive. It's an aggressive, yes. like a slap. There's like a slap to your mouth. Like you feel like a dirty, bad lady. You're making me think of that woman on the coffee mug again. Clara, I, would you describe that flavor as um, atomic fireball? I would. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. This is the first time this has been revealed publicly, and I'm excited to share it with you here. That's, that uh, is what it is? Yes. In addition to wine and ice, my four-year-old Gerald suggested, why not throw in his favorite candy, the Atomic Fireball? Oh, my gosh. This is making so much sense. So this has led to a, a whole new series in some of our, our ice wine flavors. We've got O. Henry. Ooh. We've got the Babe Ruth line right. of fine wine. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, I, I did recently try the Twizzlers. Yes, that's nice because you get the flavor of Twizzler. And if you bite off each end, you can actually use it as a straw, Yeah, yeah. which is the classiest way to drink wine. Thank you. It is fascinating, and it's only your vineyard that I've ever experienced this with, that the taste does change dramatically from first slap in the face to the final sort of hints of like a dusty shame. Yeah. The very last glass, I would say. The last sort of lick of the bottle. Yeah. Um, and The bottles are actually licked. Once again, that's my four-year-old. Ah. Uh, he just works his way through the bottling factory. Ooh. And uh, at first he did it because he liked the flavor of glass. Right, sure, sure. Um, but as he grew just a little bit older and a little more sophisticated, we had to literally dust those glass bottle bottoms with um, w what we're using is the powder from Pixie Sticks. Oh, 
Very. It's, it's just such a complex flavor. Yeah. There's so much going on there. It's a four-year-old boy saliva, mm-hmm. kind of a porous glass with little chunks that can break off. Right. So yes. you might be getting just a little bit of that. Is there kind of a, a like a sandy texture? Yeah. Which again, creates a nice metal flavor at the yeah. back of the tongue. Exactly. As it's going down, it can just rough you right up. Yeah. But that wakes up those taste buds like nothing. Else. I mean, it's an exfoliation for your taste buds. That's a beautiful way of saying it. I see why you're the favorite letter writer. No, oh, thank you. Thank you. But now yeah. picture those open sores on the back of your tongue and uvula. Yes. And just that burning sensation of the pixie stick dust kind of rubbing in there with its sugary granularity. There is nothing like it. It's, a, it's an experience as much as a taste. It's sort of the, um, the bouncy castle. For the mouth. Sliding down the esophagus to the fun time of the stomach. Now, if I might ask you, you have been very tight-lipped about the Mm -hmm. process of fermenting ice. Claire, if I seem tight-lipped, that is an actual physicality that I can't help. And I really don't appreciate you bringing that up. Ach du lieber, and pardon me. You reminded me of my Uncle Righty. Did you know that in German, Eiswein is one pig? And that's another flavor that we're working on. One pig wine? Well, you know what? I I will be there lined up. Yeah, you don't have to line up. So far, nobody has been able to stomach a single gulp. It's literally made from fermented pig. We were hoping it would have sort of a bacony, smoky. I, look, I, I feel like that's got a lot going for it. And if you ever do get a bottle of uh, ice wine. Ice wine or ice wine? Pig wine. Yeah, yeah. Um, on the market. Van de Porcine. Porcine Echo. Sparkling pig wine. I have a feeling that will be right down my gullet alley. And I'm going to try me a slosh of that as soon as it comes in my month. I get a monthly case. Yes, so you're you're one of our monthly members. Yes, we have um we have monthly members, weekly members, and then we have what we call a strawbership, which is like a membership for someone who just wants a straw, and the straw goes direct from their mouth to our factory. That, I've never heard of that such. That's a very long straw. Yeah, well, people who are really dedicated do tend to move closer. Um, Alsace Lorraine is just filled with ice wine drinkers that have that have a straw coming directly from the vineyard. If you can imagine the early days of electricity, Claire, you had to live right around the central plant to have access to the electricity because they simply didn't have the technology to send it out very far. So you needed a direct wire from the electrical plant to your home. And that's, I think, where we are Mm. with the technology of direct wine distribution. You know, this is a pipeline that I am not going to protest. You know, count me in as an early investor. This is really exciting. If there is a place for our um, listeners to go to invest, donate, I will put that in the show notes. What I would recommend is uh, starting with a real estate investment. We do have a real estate wing to the wine factory. Um, Don't want to play that up and make it sound like it's just a money grab. But uh, anybody who would like to live near the wine factory or the wine yard is welcome to call up Monty in the front office. And, uh, you know, it's low pressure, low pressure, just a few questions. We run your uh, financials. You know, we find out, do you have a family? Do you need uh, just an apartment? Do you need a big house? That just seems helpful. That just feels like you're trying to do the best for your customers. That's really what it is. If, if we can set you up in something that's comfortable and uh, in your budget or mm. close to in your budget, you know, if you have to overextend a little bit, 
sometimes that's worth it because I think each person, each person. Oh, I think someone's had a little ice wine this morning. I'm drinking out of my coffee cup, if you know what I'm saying. (laughs) I wondered what that straw was. But I do think that each person really is a special deserving case. And that when you're looking, I don't mean a case that way. (laughs) But when you're looking for a home, Mm. when you're looking for a place to raise a family, when you're looking for a place with really easy access to all you can drink 24 hours a day. As you raise your family. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I'm just saying don't cut corners. Mm. If it takes a little extra push to get those things that you deserve, go for it. Gosh, Dano, that sounds like a little bit of heaven to me. Yeah, Um, and live the dream. That's what I'm saying. I I feel like all you would really need is a small uh, apartment room, uh, easy chair. Well, Claire, you might be interested in what we call the stable plan. Oh. This is for anyone who's more interested in drinking than living. So if your uh, living needs are minor and you don't need a full-sized apartment of your own, then we can slot you in literally to one of the six to eight stables that we have available in what we call the barn. Can I just ask why you call it the barn? Uh, That's a French word, Mm. French German. Mm -hmm. It comes from the English word barn, and it's where horses used to live. But now the horses are busy pulling those natural carts that make the wine taste so good. Oh my gosh, this is just, its I feel myself becoming in trance, almost losing my own will, like my will is being given over to alcoholic fermentation, Mm. specifically ice wine, Gerald flavored, like a of my my body, my mind, my soul, and my spirit towards Alsace-Lorraine. Join us, Claire. Oh my gosh. Join us. We'd love to have you. It's a lifestyle choice, mm. and it's not for everybody, but there are a select few, and we'd be proud to have you. I'm just going to say that whoever it's not for, I don't want to know. So thank you so much, Dano. Please do come back when you've got uh, a new raft of flavors. Yes, raft is one of our new flavors. Mm. We developed it on a deserted island. (laughs) It's got just a hint of palm tree, coconut, and note in a bottle. I think you'll enjoy it. All right, thank you so much, Dano. The Expertise, spelled wrong, podcast is free. And like the Amish, all are welcome. Be sure to sign up for our email announcements at funnypodcast.co and follow us in your favourite podcast app, like the expert podcast listener we know you are. Oh my gosh. I feel like my next project for you in my ice wine infused dreams are that you create a cow made of ice wine whose udders are just available in the barn. A living cow's bladder with ice wine and have six teats available like over your hammock like you're lying under that cow i would pay extra for that is is all all right i mean thank you for the marketing research and claire i'll just say that uh the easiest way i know of to have six teats available is to buy three coffee mugs (laughs)